This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. God is pleased with agreement. In Matthew's Gospel, chapter 18, Jesus himself gives us an example of perhaps the most powerful tool any Christian can use in order to ensure good results in anything they do in life, the power of agreement. He said, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. But we live in a world of disagreement, where whole nations are ruled by confusion, dissension, strife, jealousy, friction, disharmony, and division. Likewise, people, even Christians, often fail to take advantage of the influence of agreement, but rather give the devil the opportunity to hinder them by sowing disagreement into their lives. Listen carefully to these two life-changing messages as Pastor Ray gives insight into a far more godly life of harmony of opinion and unity of actions and character, a world where agreement really does produce power. So now let's take it a little bit more practical. And number three is that we have to have agreement in working together. You see, we can't, we can't work together in disagreement because that just doesn't work. In working together, we have to have agreement. And of course, this happens a lot in, in church, you know, trying to get people all to, to work together in agreement. Everybody's got a different opinion, a different idea. And actually, you know, in the church is one of my points. So I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but we'll, we'll get back to it and we'll, we'll pull it all together. But, you know, my experience is in the church. When we're working together, we have to be in agreement in order to produce good, positive results. Right? So, I take your attention to, how many of you remember the story of the Tower of Babel? Remember that story from the, from, from the Old Testament, from, from Genesis? So, let me read it to you out of the New Living Translation, and then I'll give you a little background on it. It says, but the Lord came down to look at the city and the tower <coughs> the people were building. And this is what God said. He said, look, the people are united... And they all speak the same language. After this, nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. Come, let's go down and confuse the people with different languages that they won't be able to understand one another. So the Tower of Babel was this. You see, the Tower of Babel was was a sin because it was a shrine to man. We're going to do this. We're going to build a tower to reach God. And we're going to, you know, be so proud of it. So God looked at it and said, this stinks. This is not, this wasn't birthed in my will. This is not giving me any glory. So he says, this has to stop. But I want you to look at the principle. The principle was the people were united. They were all speaking the same thing. And as a result, God said, there's nothing that will be impossible to them. This was for bad, so God had to get involved to destroy it. But when it's good, what we read in, in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 18, if you get in agreement with each other, there's nothing that, will, that God won't do for you. Come on, somebody in this house. So you see, they were working together in unity, and they were, they were getting it done. God had to intervene and stop it, because the principle works. And it's a powerful principle when we are in agreement. You see, now the devil likes to work in disagreement. And he saw how God, you know, stopped this, this by 
confusing the languages? Well, the devil picked up on the negative part of this, and that's what he uses in the body of Christ. He uses disagreement and tries to divide and be divisive and cause all kinds of divisions in the body of Christ and in our lives and in our homes and all these other places in order to stop the progress that comes from unity, that comes from the power of agreement. That's why the devil's always in. When he sees something good, he always tries to stop it. And it usually starts with disagreements, which turn to ugliness, bitterness, hatred, unforgiveness, jealousy. It's always, you know, it always grows, but it always starts with some level of disagreement, disunity. That's the way the enemy works. So we need to have agreement in working together. We can't get much done if we're not in unity. That's why there has to be, you know, one vision. If you work in, if you own a company, if you, if you are the manager of people, that's why you are the visionary. You have to set the vision and work to get everybody under that vision in corporate unity in order to see success in your business. You can't have everybody with different visions. can't have everybody looking in different directions. You've got to have everybody focused on what you're doing because there's power in agreement. And when we work together in agreement, now, you, now I know some of you are thinking, well, what happens if I disagree? Well, of course you're going to disagree. You are a free-thinking human being. We all have different opinions, different ideas, but there can only be one decision-maker. So, if you're in that situation, there can only be, you know, one husband of the, of the, of the household. There can only be one manager of the unit or the division. There can only be one CEO of the corporation. So, basically, you, you know, this is what you do. You say, well, what do I do if I disagree? You disagree, you ready? Agreeably. You don't start trouble. You don't have a hissy fit. You don't spit, kick, and hiss because, you know, things aren't going your way. You, you learn how you can flow and agree on the points that you can agree with and continue to move with that leadership and try to get done what needs to be get, get done. But in working together, we have to have unity. Otherwise, it doesn't work. We see that in the story of the Tower of Babel. Another story from the Bible that really illustrates and highlights this point. I remember the story of Nehemiah. Nehemiah gets the vision to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And he's sent out by the king of that time to go do it. And he goes and he gathers his people and they start building the wall. And they hit all kinds of obstacles and discouragement came in. For those of you that know the story, if you don't, you need to read your Bible. But all kinds of things happen. But he's just encouraging the people and trying to keep them unified and in agreement on the vision. And as a result of getting through all of these distractions and all of these things... In 52 days, they did the impossible and they rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem all the way around the city. In 52 days. That was a miracle. See what we can do when we stick together in unity and we are in agreement with one another. Come on, somebody in this house, give me a better amen. So, agreement in working together. Very, very powerful. So, now, another area of agreement which we kind of talked about already, but we have to have agreement in the home. Man, this is an area that the devil loves to work double time. That's why divorce rate, the last I checked it in America, the divorce rate was at 60% or higher. Six out of every 10 marriages are failing and ending up in divorce. Why? Because the devil works double time to try to cause disunity and discord in the family. And in marriage relationships. Because he understands the principle of Matthew 18... That says, if two of you agree asking anything of the Father, it will be done for you. There's no greater place that this principle of Matthew 18 plays out than in the marriage union. 
So the enemy works double time to try to split up the, the, the marriage. Kids get screwed up. Plans fall apart. Lives are shattered. Why? Because of disunity. Because there's no agreement. And really, you see, you enter into a marriage covenant, you're going to have to understand you're two free-thinking human beings with two different ideals, two different ways of looking at things, trying to come together to make one happy, agreeable union. It's not going to be easy, but it can be done with God's help. And it can be done if you do what the Word of God says. Can I get a better amen than that? Let me give you, let me give you a verse here in Ephesians 4, 1 through 4, and of course this verse is speaking generally to the body of Christ, but we can apply it to the marriage. And Paul said, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. Now we make that real spiritual. Listen, you were called to marry. You were called into marriage. You were called to be a husband. You were called to be a wife. So you ought to walk worthy of that calling in your life. Now listen, he said, this is the way you're supposed to walk it out. With all lowliness. What does that mean? Humility. Let, let, me t- let me say something. Someone's going to have to wave the white flag at some point. Someone's going to have to do that in the marriage union. With all lowliness and gentleness, and here comes that word again, with long suffering, which is just an old fashioned word for patience. Long suffering. So to suffer long. And when you said, I do, you did. It's done. (laughs) But it's amazing, you know, how the devil gets in because he understands the power of agreement. And if he can get you in disagreement, he just neutralized your power. He just neutralized the power that you have as a couple to get God on the scene and to bring forth miracles into your life and into your home and to your children. So he says, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another... In other words, you've got to put up with some stuff along the way. You see? So often people are just so easy to quit a relationship. They're married and they're because they're just not interested anymore. We've, we've, here, here's the new thing. Okay, here's the new thing. We've grown apart. <laughs> we're just not on the same page anymore. Well, you started out in disagreement. You were never playing the same song together. You were reading from one book and you're reading from another book. See, if you're unified in God and you're all looking to please God with your lives, if you come as a couple and you're focused on the Lord and on the Word and having a healthy Christian home with healthy Christian children and, 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 and not just being a, a, a sayer of the Word, but a doer of the, a talker of the Word, but a doer of the Word, and you do it together and you honor God together with your life, and, and every day you, you, you give your life an abandonment to God and His purposes and His will for your life, that's how you build a life together. In agreement. Of course you're going to have disagreements along the way. But you have to know your strengths. You have to know your weaknesses. And you need to, you need to enhance one another. Appreciate your partner's strengths. Don't be intimidated by them. Listen, if your wife is better at doing the books, let her do the books. I was just talking to a, a young lady in where I get my hair cut. And she was you know, trying to make me look young again. So... Um, so so anyway, she was talking, she's a Christian and she's a very strong Christian. She said, oh, I was at a, she was laughing. She says, oh, you know, I got to tell you, fine, I was at a meeting last night, women's meeting and the pastor's wife was talking to all of us ladies and telling us how we have to be a Proverbs 31 woman and we have to obey our husbands and we have to do this and we have to do that. And she's laughing. And I'm saying, why are you finding this so funny? She said, because I need a lot of help in this area. <laughs> So she said, she said, well, you know, I'll give you an example. She said, my husband's terrible with money. 
All he wants to do is spend, 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 spend. He says, I'm, I'm very organized with my I'm not giving him the checkbooks. I don't care what the pastor's wife says. <laughs> so I'm not giving him the checkbook. There ain't no way. He'll, he'll spend all the money. We'll be broke. He says, God forgive me, but we'll be broke. I said, honey, don't worry about it. You got it right. You know, they're, they're just trying to help you understand, you know, your husband. But if you're stronger in that, then he needs to appreciate that in you, embrace that, and say, you know what, you're better with the money than I am. That, that, sometimes that's hard to admit that you're not good at something. But get over it, big boy. There are things you are not good at. To, to understand a weakness and to admit that weakness, especially in marriage to your partner, that's awesome. That shows a sign of a really strong man. Come on. Say, you know what? You're better at that than I am. You take care of that. I just want to see those books every once in a while. Make sure you're not cheating. (laughs) Remember, you're taking care of the books, but I'm the CEO. (laughs) You know? You know, and and so you got to have an agreement in the home. Because if you don't, um, you're going to be in disagreement. There's going to be all kinds of trouble brewing. So... He says, you know, endeavoring, let me read this through again. He says, with all lowliness, gentleness, long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. See, the ultimate goal is that we have peace. Peace comes through agreement and unity. Working things out, making compromises, and coming to a mutual agreement. Sometimes you just have to agree that you disagree and go on with life. Is everybody with me? You have to just agree that you disagree and go on with life. All right. So agreement in the home. We have two more and we'll be done. Just give me a couple of minutes here. Agreement in the church. We kind of talked about that already. But the devil loves to bust up and get involved in my years of experience. Every time it seems like we get on a high note, the enemy always tries to come in and tries to dismantle. I can smell a rebellion from a mile away like a dead rat. And boy, I'll tell you what, I I don't like rebellion because what it does is it causes disunity in the house of God. And the enemy has destroyed some churches because of strife. People talking, sending, you know. Now, even if you get them out of the church, the conversation doesn't stop. Because now they put it all over Facebook and spew their vomit all over Facebook. That's why I think you've got to clean up your Facebook. If vomit comes through, just get some Lysol out and clean it up and get rid of it. Come on, are you with me? Don't, don't swallow the vomit. Because that's what happens, you know. So we have to have unity in the church. And so, certainly we're going to disagree. Certainly, we're, some things we're not going to understand. I'm one man trying to make everybody a comfortable place to be happy. You know, some of you heard my analogy before. Let, let's do this. How many of you right now are warm? Put your hand up. You're on the warm. Just a little warm. Go ahead, put your hand up. Don't be, don't be embarrassed. Come on, participate with me. All right, put your hand up. How many of you are just a little on the cool side? Put your hand up. Everybody look around. See all those hands? All right, everybody put your hand up. How many of you are just right? Wow! So now, if I raise the temperature, the cold ones are going to be ticked. If I lower the temperature, right, or raise the temperature, the hot ones are going to be ticked. If I lower the temperature, the cold ones are going to be ticked. If I touch it, the ones in the middle are going to be, why are you, why are you touching the thermostat? <laughs> Who do I please? See, there can only be one temperature in the room. I'm not, a, I'm not a miracle worker. I can't create a special temperature for each person. So what do we do? So, so we have to have one temperature and we all have to do this. If you're warm, take off a sweater. If you're hot, put on a sweater. If you're just right, you don't have to do anything at all. Just sit, sit back and enjoy it. Right? So we have to adjust to keep the unity of the faith, to keep agreement in the house. 
Because, oh, that church was cold. They should, they should raise the temperature. Oh, that church is hot. They should lower the temperature. Boy, that church was absolutely perfectly okay. So whatever I do, I'm going to be in trouble. Someone's not going to be happy. So we can only have one temperature. We have to adjust to the temperature of the room. Likewise, we have to adjust to the flow of ministry in the church of God. And there's not everything you're going to like. But you just adjust to it. Come on, is everybody with me? So we have to have agreement in the church. So let me give you the verse. Psalm 133. And it says, it's only three verses. It says, Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. For brethren, talking about the people of God, for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious oil upon the head of now, now, mind you, oil always represents the Holy Spirit and the anointing. So he's talking about the anointing. He's talking about unity being in agreement and how it brings down the anointing. That's what I get out of this. One of the things. So he says, it is like the precious oil upon the head running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron running down from the edge of his garments. It's like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing life evermore. So he's talking about the anointing. What brings down that anointing and brings good results? When we are in unity, when we are in agreement, we are all saying the same thing, moving in the same direction, having our eye on the same vision and purposing to do whatever we can do to make that happen. We're working together in unity in the church. That brings the anointing of God down and it causes great results. Can I get a better amen than that? All right. My last point and we'll be out of here. Agreement in relationships. Kind of alluded to that already, but let's just talk about it. Agreement in relationships. I don't want to connect my life with an unbeliever who doesn't really love God or have their focus on the Lord or is interested in growing in God or growing in the Word. I don't personally, I don't want that kind of person connected in my life. Certainly for some of you that are considering marriage in your life, I I would hope that you would look for someone who had the same passion for God as you do. Because it's going to bring on trouble in your life because you're already starting off with disagreement. How many times I've seen young couples get together and, you know, one's a really hot for God Christian and the other one is hot for the world. But they fell in love somehow. And now this young lady or this young man is going to take this partner into their life that doesn't really want to go to church. And you're going to go through your life frustrated that your partner doesn't want to go to church, doesn't want to raise the kids Christian, doesn't want to. There has to be agreement. And the Bible addresses that. You know, that has to do with marriage. But it also has to do with the friends that you bring into your life. I mean, we can have worldly friends. I have people who are in the world. They're not close friends. I'm not going to spend a gross amount of time with them. We can talk about certain things. But the friends that I bring into my life, I want to be in agreement with my lifestyle. I want to be in agreement with my faith and my spiritual life and, and be in agreement with my walk with God. Because then we can walk together and we can, we can have agreement and make beautiful music together. We can encourage one another and build one another. And you see every step of the way. So this is what the Bible says about agreement in relationships. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 14 through 16. Do not be unequally yoked, unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Belial? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. So he's warning us here. He says, like, why do you want to connect with 
people that are not in agreement with you. You're not going to be able to have anything powerful come out of that relationship. You see? Now, please understand. Don't write me an email. Don't send me a text. Well, you saying I can't have any, you know, non-Christian friends? Did I say that? No, I did not say that. I said I have non-Christian friends in the world, but they're not close friends. There are people that I might see casually or spend, but I'm not spending gross, I'm not going on vacation with them because when they're drinking and partying, I'm going to be miserable. Come on, am I speaking to anybody? When they're getting smashed and doing drugs and, you know, trying to, you know, I don't want to go there. But anyway, whatever it be, you just, you just use your imagination. I don't want to be a part of that, man. I want to go with friends that we can have a good, clean time together, enjoy the presence of God and each other, talk about, you know, the Lord. Am I speaking? Am I helping anybody here? You know, so that's what it's talking about. And most certainly, if you're thinking about marriage, you want to marry somebody that's on the same page with you, man, that's excited about growing in God and the Word and wants to tithe. You know how many times I've had, I, had, I saw it happen here some years ago. A young lady, she was hot on fire for God, and she met this young man, and she fell in love, and he wasn't as hot for God as she was. She was a tither. She was working in the, in the kingdom. She had great respect for me. She brought this young man into her life. Well, they ultimately got married and, and uh, you know, couldn't, I wasn't going to try to, I don't get involved in that stuff. You marry whoever you want to marry. <laughs> doesn't bother me in the least. I don't live with you, and you're on your own. So you marry whoever you want to marry. But she, I was, I was kind of dead set about, about not, this not happening. And they got married, and all of a sudden, I noticed she wasn't as respectful. I noticed that, you know, she wasn't as hot. She was, like, getting petty and getting into arguments with people. And then all of a sudden, I saw that, you know, she wasn't tithing anymore and giving. And she was generous and she was tithing and God was blessing her life. And all of this started, so her attitude started to change and she started to actually get rebellious. And I thought, dear Jesus, it's that man that, (laughs) it's that man that, you know, came into her life that destroyed everything that you were doing because she fell in love with the wrong person. That's just my opinion. You don't like my opinion too bad. I'm the preacher. I got the microphone. My name is on the, on the, on the, you know, stationery. It's true. I've seen people fall apart. But when you get two people who love God, you may not, you know, you may be new at this and you may say, well, I don't know where it's, it's all right. You're, you're seeking. That's awesome. You know, you, you, you hang around long, long enough. You're going to, but you, you want to know God and you want to, you want to grow and you want to, so you want to make that you can grow and develop with. Am I, am I speaking okay here? All right. So, um, so you know, I've seen that too. Where you know, some Christian girl or, or man falls in love with a non-Christian, like maybe of a different faith or whatever, uh, even a different denomination, and they end up having wars. Well, you know, we're baptizing our child as a baby. No, I don't believe in baby baptism. You know, I believe in adult baptism. Well, what are you going to do? You gonna, so you know what they end up doing? They baptize the baby. You know, as a child. And then when he gets a little old, they baptize baby. And, and the kid's confused. Like, I don't know. I got baptized twice. I don't know why. <laughs> I got baptized as a baby. Now I get baptized as an adult. I don't know. My mother, I did it once for my mother. I'm doing it once for my father. And it creates all kinds of confusion. We wonder why there's no power. Remember, power comes from agreement. 
Thanks for listening to More Than Conquerors on WMCA. This is Phil Boyce, Senior VP for Salem Media Group. We love our local ministries, and now more than ever, churches need your support. If you've been blessed by Pastor Ray's message, would you consider donating to their ministry? In exchange for your gift of $10 or more, Pastor Ray will send you a copy of Heaven is a Real Place, a three-CD message you have probably never heard preached before about what God says heaven is really like. To donate, just go to livingwordchurch.org or mail a check to P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. That's P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to tune in to WMCA Mondays through Fridays at 2 p.m. and 6.30 p.m. for more than conquerors. Or visit livingwordchurch.org on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. for their online streaming service. And now a final message from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.